Welcome to Simply Cyber Live. Top of the morning to you. Welcome. Today is Thursday, December 15th, 2022. Welcome to episode number 262 of Simply Cyber's Daily Cyber Threat Briefing. I'm your host, Dr. Gerald Dozier, and over the next 45 minutes, I'll be bringing the top cyber news stories of the day to you and giving my expert analysis and opinion on each of those stories on what it means to you as a practitioner or if you're looking to break in the industry definitely going to have some value for you all up in here but before we get into the news before we melt faces with what is going on in the industry i want to take a minute and shower some love for the show sponsors thank you so much to our sponsors starting off with our good friends barricade cyber solutions you may know them they're the people who dropped a hundred subs on Tuesday's episode of the Daily Cyber Threat Briefing, Barricade Cyber Solutions is dedicated to helping businesses from cyber attacks and recover from the damage done. Cyber attacks can cause massive issues for businesses and send dedicated, hardworking business owners into turmoil. But Barricade Cyber Solutions knows how to mitigate the damage done by cyber incidents. Check them out at barricadecyber.com. Links in the description below. You can see here. We've got uh, Barricade Cyber Solutions website right here. Scroll down half a click. Eric Taylor's calendar's right there. You just grab a day, grab a time. You could talk to him later today at 10 a.m. and talk about how you could protect your business from cyber attacks and, more importantly, be resilient when you actually suffer one. Also want to say shout out and love to the stream sponsors, Recon InfoSec. Thank you so much, Recon InfoSec. Listen. If you're in need of service that provides your organization with 24-7 managed detection and response, MDR services, you need Recon InfoSec, okay? Their transparent offering includes the people, process, and technology needed to deliver full-spectrum SecOps capabilities to your organization and really any organization um, of any size, frankly. They provide direct access to the recon team of experienced SOC analysts, engineers, and architects, and have a fully managed SIM and SOAR that you can take advantage of. Artemis is what it's called. It's their phenomenal platform, and it gives you full visibility into the environment and even gives you insight into investigations being worked on by the recon SOC team at that moment. And unlike many of the big commodity MDR providers that offer big promises, little value, recon MDR takes security first approach and that provides real answers in effective defense. I love I love the people over at Recon InfoSec. Very, very um, happy and proud to have them as a stream sponsor. Now, if you did not know, guys, I want to remind you, if you hold professional certifications that require CPEs or you're studying to take certs and you're going to be taking them soon and you're going to crush it and have that cert, you'll need to maintain it with CPEs. Each episode of the Daily Cyber Threat Briefing for many popular certification bodies 
Each episode's half a CPE, so two and a half a week, 10 a month. Say what's up in chat and document that you're here. Say hashtag team replay if you're watching on replay in the comments. Document you're here so you can be sure to, uh, art, you know, document literally the easiest and I would argue the most enjoyable way to earn CPEs. It's burned right into the stream, guys. You can see over here. Where is it? Over here. It's in the stream. You can go back and watch it. I don't pull these down ever, okay? If you're live, love it. We got a great show for you. About 85 of you in here already. That's fantastic for a Thursday. If you're watching on replay, hashtag team replay. I see you guys out there. Thanks for catching the stream. I also went back and watched chat. I saw what thought uh, what people thought. It seems like, guys, um, I'll tell you what. Today and tomorrow will probably be the last time we do the Simple mind. So I'll give it two more days so we can give it a proper send off. You know, kiss it, hug it, put it in the bus, and send it on off, or put it in the canoe and push it into the water before we launch a flaming arrow into it. Uh, but it looks like we will be removing simple minds, uh, sadly. But for uh, for purposes that I, I need, I, I have to. So if you're watching on replay and you want to jump right to the news, go right for it. Just jump ahead a couple. But if you're here with me live... Um, I'm going to spend the next minute taking a sip of coffee, talking to you guys, saying good morning, and uh, sharing the little bits about the uh, emotes. Yes, what's up, BSEC, Tom Bishop, a Viking burial for our good friend, Simple Minds. We might have a callback every once in a while. I do want to say shout out and thanks to um, Joel Belton of Joel Belton's Ice Cream Shop. I am wearing my, my ice cream shirt for the, for the Joel Belton Ice Cream Shop, right? Doink. Genuinely appreciate that. Joel Belton's Ice Cream Shop. If you're new here or you don't know the inside joke, I regularly give examples of, you know, situations and I need fictitious businesses to throw out there. And Joel Belton's Ice Cream Shop is one of my preferred businesses to <laughs> basically throw under the bus. Carl. Carl works at Joel Belton's Ice Cream Shop from time to time. It's it's a good thing. Guys, you may notice that there is a uh, a poll going on in uh, on the YouTube side right now. Uh, asking about what new emote do you want? Uh, I'll just show you really quick, and we'll we'll do it one more time at the um, at the uh, mid roll. But guys, these are the new emotes. Eric Taylor of Barricade Cyber Solutions donated a hundred subs, so it unlocks some emotes. We've got Cash Rules, everything around me. James Harden with his bra look. Uh, I personally like that one. That's what I would vote for. Hackerman Classic, and then Hackerman Keyboard. You guys decide. You're the squad. I, I'm just the guy driving the boat up here. Um, I want to know. So voice your opinion. Put it in the chat. Randock Gaming with the super chat. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. Thank you so much, Randock, for the support of the show. Guys, get your votes in. Hackerman, Harden, Cream, or Hackerman Classic will revisit at the mid-roll, uh, of course. Good morning, squad members. Paula Terranova, who's also donated subs this week. Appreciate that, Paula. David Beard's in the house. Jenny Housley. Um, love, love, love it. Here we go. Uh, keyboard, keyboard, keyboard. Haircut fish likes that. Oh, guys, it is uh, Thursday. Thank you, Dan Reardon, for reminding me. It's Thursday, which means it's uh, What's Your Meme Thursday. Uh, haircut fish squad member and member of the Simply Saver community always... Um, provides a Thursday meme and today is no doubt no no exception uh look forward to sharing that with you guys as well hey Sumit hey Mark Schrader good to see you Tony MBA's in the house internal stranger internal stranger buddy we could have used you yesterday I saw you come in at the end um 
Worldwide, Worldwide Wednesday, uh, we missed you, uh, obviously. All right, guys. So that's going to um, do the intros and pleasantries. Why don't you say, we'll take a slug of coffee, you sit back, relax, and we'll get right into the news. Here we go. Big slug. Mm. Oh, Matt McDaniel wants me to take another sip for him. My pleasure, Matt. Happy to do it. Mm. Oh, very good. All right, guys, let's get into the news. There's some spicy ones today, I believe. Whoa, Sandra A with the super chat. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. Thank you so much for the super chat, Sandra. I'll take a slug of coffee that. This is Starbucks French Roast. Tom Bishop with the, with the squad membership. Love it, Tom. I drink Starbucks French Roast. That's that's pretty much all I drink. All right, here we go, y'all. Let's sit back, relax, and get right into the news. Thank you all for the support, Sandra and Randock Gaming. Genuinely appreciate the support. All right, here we go. Carrie, all right, here we go. We're getting in the coffee. I'm going to take a sip for, for Carrie, and then let's do the news. Here we go. From the CISO series, it's cybersecurity headlines. It's Thursday, December 15th, 2022. EU gets closer to U.S. data sharing agreement. The U.S. and EU used to have the Privacy Shield Agreement to allow companies to move data back and forth between the two regions while maintaining the privacy protections of the citizens of the two regions. But challenges to the agreement have meant that companies have had to each negotiate their own standard contract clauses or stop transferring customer data between the regions. However, the EU published a draft proposal this week to reestablish a framework for all companies. In October, the U.S. began implementing new safeguards on how its intelligence agencies can access such data. EU citizens will be able to appeal data handling to an arbitration panel, and the U.S. has agreed to limit intelligence agency data collection. All right. Okay, so, you know... So okay, so this is this is good news. I do uh, again, like right out the gate, cynical Jerry has a thought on this. But uh, I'll just say, okay, data sharing very important, obviously uh, for law enforcement and investigations and stuff like that. Very important. The EU, if you guys don't know, many of many of us do know this, but they have a privacy regulation called GDPR, which is absolutely light years ahead of anything in the United States. California, New Hampshire, Maine are pretty close with with their uh, privacy legislation. But it's a in the United States, it's like a framework at best of privacy standards and privacy law. Uh, so the EU is like, bruh, you're not getting our data because uh, you're you're a sloppy, leaky boat. And we can't you guys cannot comply with that. So the EU has now it looks like, you know, putting together some type of draft on terms and agreements and probably expectations uh, by the U.S. on handling this data, how the data is limited. Obviously, they mentioned that European citizens have the right to request data be removed from the data uh, from the data sharing, which is a uh, kind of a, a, a not a critical, but like a a pillar element of privacy regulations in the EU. At the end of the day, like what what it all centers around with EU privacy regulations and why, you know, it's it's tough in the United States and why the United States doesn't do this is because they really empower the individual. So like you can call a hospital and be like, "I don't want you to use my data." And like they have to go pull your data out and remove it, right? Which is very difficult if you don't have the systems in place. Now, cynical Jerry, what do you think about this? I'll tell you what I think about this, y'all. You know what this is, Kimberly? Great cash, homie. Dude, 
these it, they mention uh, law enforcement and um, you know intelligence uh, sharing, like for the intelligence community, right? Like CIA, um, you know those those type of groups. I suspect it's cash money, homie, because think about it, dude. In this 2022, data is the new gold. Like, think of the richest people in the world. You know what they, they you know, bar, uh, broker in? Data. Mostly our data, frankly. And with this GDPR and the, the lack of uh, share, I bet you anything, businesses are spending a, a, a lot of money on, you know, doing processes duplicatively, like in the EU, EU to comply with all the EU GDPR stuff and then in the United States and the rest of the world, right? So... You know what? You know what? If if we got rid of that, we could uh, collapse everything into one function and get a whole lot more access to data and stuff like that. That would save us money. That would save us time. We could do more with it from a money perspective. We could, you know, make, you know, better financial decisions. Great cash, homie. That's what I think is pushing this. Oh, and by the way, do you know who funds politicians' campaigns? Just like, spoiler alert, businesses, right? It's, I mean... Yes, I mean, you can donate as an individual to your favorite politician, but, like, let's be real, dude. Like, look at FTX, for example, and what's coming out with all that hot mess, right? FTX collapsed, billion-dollar uh, fraud, and <laughs> come to find out, like, top donor to the Democratic Party in the United States, also secret top donor to the Republican Party in the United States. It's all about cash money, man. I, I hate to be so cynical, but that's, you know, whatever. Microsoft signed malicious drivers. A coordinated disclosure from Microsoft, Mandiant, Sophos, and Sentinel One revealed that malicious actors used drivers certified by Microsoft's Windows hardware developer program to perform kernel mode operations like terminating security software, deleting protected files, and acting as rootkits to hide other processes. Microsoft noted the attackers already needed to gain admin access on a system to exploit the drivers. The disclosure notes the toolkits used in the drivers appear consistent with bring-your-own-vulnerability driver attacks. Microsoft revoked several hardware developer accounts in early October for submitting the drivers. Sophos attributed the attack with high confidence to the Cuba ransomware operation, with Sentinel-1 saying it saw one case of Hive ransomware operators using the attack. This is interesting. This is very interesting. Okay, so basically what, what is happening here is that malicious uh, threat actors, malicious threat actors are getting signed code signed means trusted that's essentially what signed means it means like stamp of approval you're good to go here please write this way like there's we don't need to look at your uh you know these aren't the droids you're looking for okay so by by being able to sign malware the windows operating systems like yeah like let's let's run you no big deal right uh edr don't sweat it we're good here so um what's what's interesting is two things one um, you have to be a vetted hardware developer in order to be able to get the ability to sign your code. Now, they mention here, um, how do you do that, right? So developers need to purchase an extended validation certificate, which is just cash money. So like, no big deal there. I'll, I'll <laughs> The return on investment will be fine. I'll cover my expenses with the first ransomware incident. Second, you have to go through an identification process. And third, you have to submit drivers vetted by Microsoft. Okay, here's the interesting thing. So you could socially engineer and set up a fake business and all this crap to go through the identification process. I find it uh, why, like, I'd be curious why, like, how this review process 
is handled, how this vetting by Microsoft is handled. Because if several of these ma signed malware went through the process, then Microsoft's vetting process is trash, first of all. Second of all, um, the, the really interesting thing here is usually threat actors um, are looking for low-hanging fruit, right, guys? Like, you know, they, they, it's, if, if there's like an old crippled person with a wallet full of cash on, laying on the ground, and then there's like a big, brawny, beefy guy with the same wallet holding a machine gun, standing next to him. Like, which one are you going to rob? Obviously, the the easier, softer target, right? And threat actors typically do this. There's so much, so much opportunity to, to, cr to commit crime that it's easier to just move on to the next victim than it is to deal with all this extra stuff. So I find this actually quite surprising that threat actors were willing to go through this level of effort, this level of uh, involvement, not just to develop the drivers to be able to execute, but go like set up a fake business, probably, um, you know, invest in the purchase of the, of the certificate, which by the way, is probably not that expensive, all things said. Um, but I just, I just find it interesting. Now, Microsoft has uh, revoked all of these developer accounts. So that whole like investment is totally burned down now. So like all that code's gone and I'm sure Microsoft has an inventory. They better have an inventory of all the drivers that they signed at attached to the accounts that um, got revoked. So they should be able to roll out or push out a kind of certificate revocation process. Um, so it's interesting. This is a great example of threat actors being more sophisticated. Like when we say sophisticated, it doesn't mean that they have a monocle. It means that they go through uh, additional levels of effort and sophistication in order to perpetrate their crimes. Okay. It's not, you don't just get to put on a top hat and a monocle and be like, mm, I'm sophisticated now. No, it's, it's, it's much more involved than that. InfraGuard data for sale on the dark web. Security researcher Brian Krebs reported that the user database for the U.S. FBI's InfraGuard program appeared for sale on a cybercrime forum on December 10th. The program was designed to build information-sharing partnerships between the FBI and private firms, including operators of critical infrastructure. Krebs contacted the seller, who said they obtained access by creating a new InfraGuard account posing as the CEO of a major U.S. financial corporation. The seller said he used a fake email but listed the actual CEO's phone number in the application. The impersonated CEO said the FBI never contacted them by phone to verify the application. The dataset mostly reveals emails and phone numbers, but also allows for direct messaging of other InfraGuard members, opening the door to potential social engineering. Mm -hmm. Okay, so really quick, uh, InfraGuard, if you don't know about it in the United States, it's basically like an ISAC or an information sharing analysis center. Um, it's very much, even though it's like the federal FBI or the federal Bureau of Investigation, InfraGuard, public-private sector sharing, all of the InfraGuard chapters, like the South Carolina InfraGuard, the California InfraGuard, which probably has more than one, frankly, um, they are, they're almost like franchises. Like they're not really affiliated with each other. I mean, they are in that they're both InfraGuard or whatever, but like the South Carolina chapter might be like super informal and have like 30 members and meet once a quarter. And then the, like the, the, the San Antonio one could be like wicked formal and like FBI agents go to it normally. And they meet like, you know, bi-weekly and they have emails and webinars with guests. Like it's not, there's no consistency from what I have seen. 
Um, there is a vetting process, just like any in, uh, ISAC. You basically want to make sure that the bad guys can't sit in the room with you as you're talking about how you're like how you, like what you're looking at, how you're sharing resources, what threat intelligence there is. Like a lot of threat intel, guys, is not for public consumption. If you get on these lists, you'll see. Um, uh, TLP, which I forget what that acronym stands for. It doesn't matter. Everybody just says TLP. Uh, but it's like TLP white, which means it's cleared for public. TLP amber, TLP red, TLP black. Like there's different classifications to indicate how you can share it. So if you let bad guys in, that's no good. The fa So this bad guy got in here and basically dumped a list and put it out. Um, it's kind of sad that it's the the barrier to entry to this thing is so low. It just makes me think that, you know, more bad guys uh, are probably in there listening, which totally stinks. Thank you, Traffic Light Protocol. Thank you. So uh, all I would say here is if you are, the, the takeaway here, how do you operationalize this? If you are in InfraGuard, okay? If you've ever been in InfraGuard, because they keep your data, obviously, um, then your name and phone number and possibly email have been compromised, which is not really awful, right? You can you can easily get people's email addresses and names and stuff like that, but you're tied to InfraGuard, so they know that you're a practitioner, they know you're in this community. Um, you could see an uptick in, in activity of um, social engineering fishes, like, hey, here, like here's an InfraGuard update or whatever. Um, I think that the story here is more that something that's supposed to be is so you know, uh, you know, sensitive and, and well-regarded and FBI related got, got breached in like in a way that like my seven-year-old could have done basically you just, you just applied, <laughs> you just applied and put someone else's name on it. And they said, okay, there you go. Senate introduces digital asset anti-money laundering act. Senators Elizabeth Warren and Roger Marshall introduced the bipartisan bill, which seeks to give due legal authority to limit the use of cryptocurrency for money laundering. If it goes into law, the bill would bring Know Your Customer or KYC rules to wallet providers and miners. It would also prohibit financial institutions from making transactions with digital asset mixers that can be used to hide the origin of funds. The act would also require institutions to report some transactions from wallets that aren't hosted on an exchange or another third party. These would be self-hosted wallets. And now Okay, all right. So check it out. Like two things. One, yes. There needs to be anti-money laundering. There needs to be regulation the around around this, like Binance, which is a, a, a crypto platform, um, you know, like was was in the news because they, they like maybe three months ago because uh, it looked like you know Lazarus Group and other kind of criminal organizations were laundering money through Binance. We have mixers like Tornado Mixer and stuff like that where. Basically, you're not in the, the United States uh, Department of Treasury, I think it was passed policy or legislation or whatever you that you can't use those platforms. The, the mixers, the blenders, they're basically a service that for a small fee will take your crypto money, mix it with a bunch of other people's crypto money and then give you your money back minus a small service fee. And you might be like, well, what the hell is the value of that? Well, the value is they 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 kind of scrub where the money came from, right? It'd be like, you know, I have five bucks that I that I stole from that um, 
disabled guy earlier in the in the news broadcast, right? And I'm like, everybody's gonna know that this is his five bucks. Like, I if I try to spend this on uh, ice cream at the ice cream shop, they're gonna be like, we can't take that money. You stole that from that dude earlier. And I'm like, ah. So what I do is I go to a, a mixer or a blender or whatever, and all of you are there, and you all throw five bucks in, and then I just reach in and take a different five bucks out, right? And then it's not tied to me. So it's basic, basic money laundering. Okay. I'm glad that they're doing this. We need more regulation. There, it is a, it is a, again, I say it all the time, man. It's like a freaking wild west out there on the crypto space. Real quick, Finfrock. I'm a crypto evangelist. I love it, love it, love it. Okay, here's here's the other thing. Okay, and this is one of those ones. Like, if you're international, here's here's your here's a lesson on on United States. And if you're younger and you don't really think about this crap, um. You know, let this be a a, a lesson, right? Get, get your snake eyes ready, everybody. Okay, this is so so quintessential U.S. government. The crypto, like crypto market, crypto in general, is imploding. They're calling it crypto winter. FTX just lost like thirty billion dollars. People are losing their mind. NFTs are like a joke, right? Everybody knows it's a freaking pyramid scheme. Everybody knows. Major, major crypto holders are disappearing. I don't know if you've seen this. Google it. Like major crypto holders are dying mysteriously in a helicopter accident on a perfectly clear day or in their sleep or in a boat, right? Drowning. Like the crypto thing is imploding, okay? The US government is now passing regulations around regulating crypto. It's like, are you freaking kidding me? Like way to be on top of it. But this is the speed of U.S. government, guys. Like, this is quintessential big government. Ah, we, this crypto thing might take off. We should put some regulations in place. It's like, no, no, no. Like, it, the crypto thing left four years ago, five years ago. And it's like, it's back. And it's all weathered. It looks like it's been, like, ridden hard and put up wet. Like, <laughs> you missed the boat, man. It's just so... It's just so quintessential. A word from our sponsor, Fortra. The cybersecurity landscape is full of single solution providers, making it easy for unexpected cyber threats to sneak through the cracks. That's why Fortra is creating a stronger, simpler strategy for protection, one that increases your security maturity while decreasing the operational burden that comes with it. Fortra's integrated, scalable solutions help customers face their toughest challenges with confidence. Learn more at Fortra.com. That's F-O-R-T-R-A.com. All right, it's that time. Uh, two more days of it, guys. Let's enjoy it while it lasts. All right, it is the mid-roll. So if you're new here, halfway through the show, we do a little break. We thank our sponsors. We share some ongoing things. I want to say shout-out to Sebastian on passing the CCNA. Nailed it. Way to go, Sebastian. All right, y'all. Hey, if, you, if you're getting value from the stream already or you're being entertained or, heck, maybe both, entertained and educated, take a minute and hit the like button. It goes a long way. It's very simple to do. And, uh, you know, I genuinely appreciate it. It helps the channel. And, you know, it's, it's one way to interact with the program and let me know that you're enjoying the content. Guys, it is – there's been a poll going on all episode – to, to vote on the new emote. If you are a squad member, you get access to the emotes. And I want to say, 
I'm going to be closing the poll here soon. Your choices are cream, cash rules everything around me. Hey, Paula Terranova. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. Thank you, Paula. We got cash rules everything around me. James Harden with the bra, which I really like. It's my cynical Jerry look. Classic Hacker Man or Hacker Man keyboard. You guys vote. It looks like Hacker Man Classic is currently in the lead. So we'll, we'll give this a few more minutes with 123 votes. Take a minute and vote if you're on YouTube. Guys, on every Thursday, I want to remind you, Recon InfoSec does the Thursday defensive show. This is a very, very cool format program. It's basically a Zoom call. You jump in there. They take a picture. You, you literally can have your camera off, your microphone muted, say nothing, and be a lurker, and no one cares. Okay, no one's gonna be like, hey, turn your turn your camera on, you. You you can even put a fake name if you want. It's just a really cool um, half an hour show. Today they're having Brian Kuncannon, who's from Echo Trail. If you guys don't know what Echo Trail is, it's a very cool um, sock analyst blue team tool. I'll drop a link in chat. Basically, if you're looking at an artifact on an endpoint, you don't know if it's like legit or not. Echo Trail will tell you. If, it, if it's legit. Normally you, you drop it in like Virus Total and it tells you it might be malicious. Echo Trail is kind of looking at it from the other angle and it, it has a list of all the approved Microsoft app uh, binaries and you can look it up that way. Of course, <laughs> those Microsoft sign drivers would probably, it'd be actually interesting to put one of these malicious sign drivers in there and see what it turns up. But anyways, go check it out. Uh, Recon InfoSec Thursday Defensive. I will be there. I, I won't be talking much, but I'll be there. And uh, it'll be cool. One final thing before we get back to the news, y'all. Oh, Black Hills is doing a burp suite class today. Very cool. Um, tomorrow, uh, I've been involved with Cybersecurity Cares, which is a uh, it is a charity that is running until tomorrow uh, to collect money to basically donate to Action Against Hunger. We have raised over fifteen thousand dollars. Tomorrow's the final push. Um, there's an all-day telethon tomorrow, live stream. I will be on at 9 a.m. Like, as soon as the news ends tomorrow, I'm going to hop over and do an hour of content with my good friend, Steve Cardinal, who I used to run a podcast with back in 2017. You can see Simply Cybers here. Come join us. 91% um, of all donations go directly to putting food in a kid's mouth. It's a very, um, oh, my God. Jesus, Jerry, like I, I just say that and I, I, I'm about to melt with emotion. So anyways, it's very cool. Get your la la la's on, ready? Because it's our last two days of Simple Minds, I'm gonna let it play a little bit. Oh, thank you, Justin Loken, meme Thursday. Yep, here's your meme, thank you. Thank you so much. Dan Reardon, AKA the haircut fish. Jerry, the snowman was a spicy, happy soul with a corn cob pipe and a YouTube show and two sponsors that we know barricade cyber and recon infosec. Fantastic meme. Fantastic meme. Thank you so much. Haircut fish for another great meme Thursday. I'll drop a link for the Recon InfoSec. You can also go to Recon InfoSec, uh, Google Thursday Defensive Webcast, and you'll get it. But there you go. I'll see you guys over there. All right, let's get back to the news. Down on Chinese semiconductors continues. 
This news comes in two pieces, both from the Financial Times. Its sources say the U.S. Commerce Department will place the Chinese chipmaker Yangtze Memory Technologies, or YMTC, on its entity list. This would bar U.S. firms from selling technology to YMTC without a license. On October 7th, the U.S. placed YMTC on an unverified list of entities that it was unable to conduct end-user checks on to make sure U.S.-based technology wasn't being diverted for military use. We're also seeing the impact of existing U.S. sanctions on the overall chip market in China. The Financial Times' sources also say that the chip designer Arm determined that it cannot sell its latest Neoverse 5 series designs to Alibaba, concluding internally that the U.K. and U.S. would not approve licenses to export its technology. The chips fall under the Wassenaar Multilateral Agreement, which requires a license to export dual-use technology that could be diverted for military use. Royal- All right. Wow. Okay. So this this story, guys, you want to talk about like a sleeping giant story? Again, this isn't really a cybersecurity story per se, but it is a global economy technology sector um, story, and it's it's it. It does. It's not like any particular aspect really rocks the boat. But if you look at it from the macro view, it's very interesting what's going on. The United States, uh, in, in you know, by by nature, that United States, like let's be real, is a first world power. It is kind of the leader in the in the world on a lot of things, and they have been slowly sanctioning the crap out of chip makers. Uh, and, and not allowing them to, uh, like basically pe- punishing them if they're going to deal with China, okay? So like you, you you export to China, you're done. You export to China, you're not exporting to us. Like you hit them, hit them where it hurts, right? Financials, right? It's all about the cash money. Great cash, homie. So um, 30 companies have been taken off. Now a new one, YMTC, has been added. Apparently uh, they were supplying chips to Huawei, um, and now, you know, they've, they've, they, they've been put on the ban list. They've been put on the naughty list. No, no presents for you. Um, what's interesting is, um, what's interesting is it's like, first of all, they, they said, it said in the story down here that they've been stockpiling right here. Uh, YMTC has been stockpiling foreign ship making equipment for months expecting that this would happen. So they they knew it was going to happen, right? And China is actually flipping out and trying to like appeal it to the World Trade Organization around this because it's it's crushing them. It's crushing them, guys. Like China is making moves. China's making moves, right? To 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 really set themselves up long-term as a you know, first world power, new world order kind of thing. And the United States obviously isn't isn't having that. So and we're not going to go to war. I mean, that's like a little crude and kind of Neanderthal. So how how do you influence them, right? I've, I've talked about it on the show before. There's four. There's only four ways to influence national power. Okay, diplomat diplomacy, diplomacy, information, military, and economic. Okay, diplomacy's obvious, right? Like, hey, let's do this. If you do this, I'll do this for you, right? Like, if you if you allow us to, like, the European Union, hey, if you if you loosen up a little bit and share your data with the United States, will I don't know, like, send military equipment to to Ukraine or or whatever, right? Or we'll give you something else. Diplomacy, 
Information, uh, that's like our entire industry, so I won't do that. Military, obviously, we're seeing that in Russia, Ukraine. And then economics. Economics, man, don't sleep on economics. Countries are businesses, essentially, and they need money to function. And if you hit them in the pocketbook, they don't function well. That's why North Korea is having to have Lazarus groups steal money all over the place because they need money. And there's such severe economic sanctions internationally against North Korea that they can't make money any you know other way. So this is seriously hurting China. China doesn't create chips. They take technology and they integrate it into cool, cool products, but they don't, they don't make the chips, right? So if you take away, if you take away the resources, they can't make it. It's like taking, you know, seeds away from a farmer, right? Like the farmer can make wicked good crops and stuff like that. But if you take the seeds away, they can't plant new crops. Okay. That's what's going on here. So keep your eye on this. Cause this thing has been like a slow, this thing's been like the steamroller in Austin Powers where like the guy's like, ah, and the steamroller's moving wicked slow. It's been moving wicked slow, but it is moving and it is going forwards. Ransomware uses novel encryption. While the ransomware landscape continues to see new operations emerge, the Royal Ransomware Gang has made a name for itself with sophisticated tactics and rapidly expanding scope. A new report on the group from the Cyber Reason Security Research and Global SOC team outlined one item in its toolkit, partial encryption. This is not new, but Royal has expanded on the tactic with flexible percentage encryption that appears designed for specific targets. It uses multiple threads to further speed encryption time and uses a variety of tactics to stop and start encryption. The U.S. Department of Health and Human Services warned last week of Royal targeting healthcare providers, but the report found the group operating fairly agnostically across regions and industries. The researchers note that Royal doesn't use affiliates and may have extensive membership drawn from the now defunct Conti Group. All right. So no, no, again, I mean, okay. This is a ransomware. I almost, it's almost like exhausting to just talk about ransomware at this point, but this is another ransomware threat group. This one's called Royal. It's believed that Royal has grown out of Conti. If you remember, Conti's the group that um, imploded when Russia went to war at Ukraine because the group had uh, Russian and Ukrainian uh, members and they didn't see eye to eye. So the thing went defunct. Uh, Royal is going gangbusters right now. It is attacking healthcare in the United States. There's been a um, like a CISA publica- uh, published a pu- CISA alert that came out around Health and Human Services. But Royal doesn't discriminate, man. Like, get <laughs> where's my hold on? Where's my um, Oprah? Like, you get a ransomware. You get a ransomware. You get a ransomware. Right? Like, there we go. Um, so they don't care. They'll hit anyone now. Uh, part of the reason you want to take Royal seriously is because yes, they are slapping people in the face, but they're also uh, evolving and repairing their stuff. Um, I do want to say one thing uh, about this, or at least my my theory or my speculation. Royal's tactics, uh, partial encryption, it only locks up part of the file instead of all of it. Um, also, they wrote the code to, to with mul- it's multi-threaded, so it moves faster, right? It, I don't know what language it's written in, but if it's written in Go, GoLang, it's it's it, it or Rust, it moves wicked fast. Here's here's the important thing to note, okay? Oh my god, my brain just went blank. Oh my god, holy crap. Um. Oh, okay, I know what it is. Okay, so here's my thing. Yes, um, the the multi-threaded is obvious because speed is speed is king, right? If you can move faster than the defense technologies can intercept, then you're gonna you're gonna win the the foot race, right? But the important thing is 
with this partial encryption, with this new tactic that they have, I suspect, okay, I suspect that um, this group, if it's anything like Conti, they have uh, licenses for all the major EDRs, right? So they have a Windows box fully patched up with the newest Sentinel-1 client. Same Windows box, fully patched up with the newest Microsoft Defender. Fully patched up, Cobalt... Um, Carbon black, excuse me, right? So you've got, they got all of these things and they are constantly running their malware against the newest versions to verify that it will actually bypass EDR and effectively win. So this partial encryption thing leads me to believe that this is a direct result. Oh, did we just get a gifted gifted sponsor? Oh, Barricade Cyber Solution with the gifted sponsor. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. Love it, love it, love it. Guys, all I can think of is that they're doing this in direct response to something that the, the, the uh, security technology defense uh, industry put in place to help thwart ransomware attacks. And that's why they're doing it. They are very good at what they do. Guys, if you're, if you're the lucky recipient of one of the 50 uh, memberships that Barricade Cyber Solutions just dropped, uh, welcome to the e uh, welcome to the squad. Do take advantage of all those emotes. Go ahead and hit it. Plus the new one we're about to get. Thank you so much, Barricade Cyber Solutions. Love it, love it, love it. Automated attacks create a flood of malicious packages. A new report from Checksmarks in Illustria outlines a new automated attack campaign targeting users of NPM, NuGet, and PyPy. The attack appears to automatically generate malicious packages, which pose phishing links as offers for free resources. The report marks the scale of the attack as unique, creating over 144,000 packages by the same threat actor. The scale makes it difficult for security teams to identify and take down each offender. This kind of spam tactic against the open source software supply chain means malicious packages can stay available for longer, increasing chances of click through. Interesting. All right, so a couple things going on right now. Randock Gaming with the $20 Super Chat. Want to say thank you so much. And reminder, if you, 50 people just became squad members because of Barricade Cyber Solutions. So if you don't know what that means, if you're on YouTube, you are now a squad member. Your name will change green. You'll get a Simply Cyber logo next to your name. You'll get access to all of the emotes and be part of the community. I mean, you're always part of the community, but like a, a, a richer experience. Jess Bishop with a super chat. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. You guys are killing it today. Thank you so much. So welcome to the squad. Super, super pumped. Um, thank you so Jesus. Barricade Cyber with another 50 subs. Oh my God, 100 subs dropping today. So hey, um, I am overwhelmed. Thank you all very much for being here, for being part of the squad. Eric Taylor, thank you so much for sponsoring another 100 members into the Simply Cyber community. It's very, very awesome. Get the hype train going, y'all. All right, I, I don't even remember what the story's talking about here. Uh, Jesus, Randall Gaming, what? What? Did we just become best friends? What are we doing here, people? You guys have taken over the stream. Oh my God, it's raining subs. Holy Jesus. Um, I, I, yeah, I don't even know. I'm like, I'm like distracted with the soundboard and all these things. I don't even know what to do. Here we go. Enroll the squad, the squads. All right, let me get through this story. Listen, um, open source software, uh, having malicious attack, uh, Having malicious packages put into the open source software is not a new technique. What's interesting about this is that they've automated it. So they were able to push in into 144,000 different um, 
144,000 different open source packages. Malware. I don't know what the malware does. I don't know if it's, uh, you know, Redline Info Stealer. Uh, it says here it can steal personal information. Um, I, I, you know, I, I'm not sure. I, I'm Jesus. Thomas Hathcote up in what? here with a super chat. Did we just become best friends. I, yep. I, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> overwhelmed. I guess all I'll say about this story, just to kind of get through it, um, if you use open source software, be mindful. Uh, if it's Python or some some interpreted language, be sure to <laughs> review the code if you can before you integrate it into your solution. Right? It does. It only takes a few minutes. You could typically see whether or not it's. Ob, ob, oh my God! You could typically see if it's obfuscated code. You can see if it's doing something uh, malicious. Also, be mindful of imported libraries. Right? So if you're importing a library that you're not 100% familiar with, you can um, do that. But you know, threat actors are going to threat act. Okay. Here we go. CISA warns of Veeam vulnerabilities. The U.S. Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency added two flaws impacting Veeam's popular backup and replication software to its known exploited vulnerability list. These vulnerabilities received critical ratings exploitable by a remote unauthenticated attacker for arbitrary code execution. Positive Technologies disclosed the vulnerabilities and both received patches back in March. CISA did not state if threat actors actively targeted either vulnerability, but the firm CloudSec reported earlier this year a tool using the vulnerabilities was being advertised as a fully weaponized tool for remote code execution. Now that All right, geez, John. John's in here with the super chat. Thank what? you so much, we John. Just become best friends. Yep. Love it, love it, love it. Okay, guys, so really quick, if you're using Veeam, uh, be mindful of this. This is a um this is a real problem, okay? Veeam is a really great enterprise solution. It allows you to quickly image machines, back it up. You would not use this in a home lab or something like that. This is enterprise grade uh, system. So if you're using Veeam, it's an absolute must that you go make sure that you're uh, patched from this and that you're implementing um, either the security patches or some type of defensive workaround. This is an unauthenticated... Um, uh, this is a really bad CVE, okay? You don't have to, it's it's unauthenticated. Like uh, this has probably got a nine, eight score. What's the score on this one? Nine, five. Uh, oh no, that's the pro the product version. Hold on. I want to see what the score is. This is definitely uh, a high one. Um, yeah, nine, you can see right here, nine, eight. Okay, critical nine, eight. This is, this is uh, legit, dude. You do not want to be messing around with this particular one. Um, Usually Veeam can be, well, not always, but you could have Veeam uh, internet facing. It's it's less common, but depending on what your your architecture looks like. Long story short, you do not want this to be vulnerable. Um, a lot of people use Veeam backups in order for their ransomware resiliency structure. So like Veeam allows you to restore a backed up VM very, very quickly. It's like one of like the selling points of Veeam. So if... A threat actor gets in there and wipes your backups out or levered, you know, puts the ransomware into your backups, right? You're screwed. So this this one's a very straightforward story. Veeam has two major vulnerabilities that need to be taken as a priority on remediation. Woo! Okay. You're done with today's cybersecurity headlines. All right, so that's it for today's cybersecurity headlines. I'm gonna play some music and hang out with y'all in chat. Let's do this really quickly. All right, y'all. We got a we got a whole bunch of things going on here. First of all, let's end the poll. I want to say thank you all very much. What an exciting episode! The super chats, John Randolph Gaming, Jess Bishop, um, 
Tom, so many. Eric Taylor with the 100 squad subs, dropping them, making it rain like it's Christmas up in here. Uh, love it, love it, love it. Thank you so much. Guys, if you want some more Eric Taylor, the guy who um, is dropping the 100 subs, the man behind the, uh, the keyboard there, come join us today at 4.30 p.m. Eastern time where Eric Taylor, there he is right here. This is... This is Eric Taylor. Look it. I don't know if you'll be able to see this. No, you, you can't see that. This is Eric Taylor right here. He eats and breathes ransomware threat actors all day, every day. He talks to them like, you know, in a negotiation. He deals with their crap. He gets wicked mad when they call their victims clients. We're going to have him on. It's going to be live. If you're interested in SecOps, if you're interested in incident response, if you're interested in blue and you want to know what a real day in the life is, join us at 4.30 p.m. Eastern time today. Wait, what else we got here? Um, yeah, thank you so much. Welcome to the squad, all of you. Uh, hey, Carmen San Diego, maybe next time. Jess Bishop's up in here. Kimberly. Lit show. Thank you. I agree. It was awesome. Marco's up in here. Justin Loken's up in here. We had 189 of you today. 189. Love it. Love it. Love it. Guys, do me a favor. If you're getting value. Oh, let's end the um, let's end the, the poll really quick. Hacker Man Classic's going to win. All right, guys. I will drop Hacker Man Classic into the emotes right after the stream ends. Remember, if you're a new squad member... If you connect your YouTube account to Discord, you will get the Discord uh, role squad member. Thank you, Joel Belton, for the ice cream shirt. Gift from him. Uh, thanks, Jess Bishop. I love this community, too. Hey, Josh Mason. Good to see you. Um, getting ready for the interview. Haircut Fish, good luck on that interview. Crush it, crush it. All right. Oh, hey, Olu, Olu saying here, if you got a donated squad membership, you may have to interact with it to accept it. You may not want to be a member of the Simply Cyber Squad. Just because someone gives you the gift doesn't mean they can force you to be in the squad. So check it out. Look. Uh, oh, yeah, Jared Pierpoint. You can definitely get the, uh, the squad membership in the Discord. Guys. Love it. Thank you so much uh, for being here. Great show. It's 8.50. I hope you've been enjoying... I hope you've been enjoying the... Um, the... Hold on one second. I hope you've been enjoying the... Um, like, the, the, the Day in the Life series that I've been doing um, with Simply Cyber. I don't know if you guys have been seeing this, but like, religious leader to cyber, paramedic to cyber, stay-at-home parent to cyber... Um, I've, hospitality. Next week, I've got Retail to Cyber already ready. That story's amazing. I've got Mechanic to Cyber. I'm recording right after this. In 10 minutes, I'm recording Marketing marketing to Cyber, Kimberly. Great cash, homie. Marketing. And uh, right after that, Heavy Equipment. Heavy Equipment Operator to Cyber. So I'm really, really excited. God, guys, the squad memberships, the, the um, sponsor support helps... Uh, fund these these videos that i've been doing which is fantastic i love love making those videos there we go carmen san diego you got you got the squad membership welcome to the party guys make sure you click on accept the squad membership if you want it you can accept the gift itpm to cyber we could do that alana cool love it tom love it love it love it 
I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay on for another minute because it seems like some people are uh, accepting the, the gifts here. Welcome to the party, Carmen. Get into the, uh, get into it. I want to say, hey, should I, I'll try to, well, I, I'm not going to do it right now. I was going to try to add the, um, oh, the back of the shirt. Let's take a look. There we go. Gerald Ozier, hashtag Simply Cyber. Love it. Uh, someone in chat, can, can someone in chat share how to accept the, um, how to accept the, uh, the squad membership, please? Social worker to cyber, that'd be cool. Uh, I know train conductor to cyber, I did an interview, I mean, I did a poll on LinkedIn and asked what people wanted and train conductor to cyber was the winner. Joel Belton's ice cream shop. Check your email for the squad membership. You might have to do that. Casually Joe says, unfortunately, most of the time there's too much data that has to be obfuscated. Let me put chat back up here. Love it, love it, love it, Lone Taylor. Hey, internal stranger. Organize a Simply Cyber Christmas catch up on Discord. We could do that. Maybe we'll do a, a, a renegade. I, I got a lot going on. Obviously, uh, I've been I've been really really busy, but um, maybe we'll we'll throw together a quick office hours tomorrow night. It is a Friday, kind of a renegade stream. We'll see what happens. I got to look at what what's going on on my schedule. Um, Carmen San Diego says you have to click allow somewhere. Electrician is cyber. We could do that, Edward. Um, can you if if someone's an electrician in chat? Doris coming in from Germany. Become best friends. Yep. Thank you, Doris. Yeah, if, if there's an electrician in, in chat or you guys know an electrician who, who now works in cyber, uh, reach out to me, DM me. Um, I, you know, I'll, I'll tell you guys, honestly, like, I, I, I'm, 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 I don't want to say overwhelmed, but like, I get so much in, information or, or connection or, or DMs to me. It's, it's difficult for me to keep them organized. Like, I, I've, I've actually started, like, you know, you know, like if, if it's a bad time, someone like messages me like the heavy equipment to cyber. Like I literally had to tell the guy like because it, it was a bad time. I said, can you just reach out to me in three days and, and remind me? And he did. And that was great. But it's just it's just hey, Dominique with the super chat. I'm trying to manage it, guys, but what? I'm trying to manage it. But it's a, it's a yep. lot. It's a lot managing all of Simply Cyber and then my full time job and the citadel teaching and then you know i am a, a husband and a, a father so i have i have my family as well so um pilot to cyber that's so funny electrician to cyber greg does stuff love it all right joshua hey hope you get some r and r over the holidays oh thanks alana I, i'll tell you what so here's another fun fact since we're just kind of rapping now um, actually, let me check my schedule and see if that um, interview is at, at 9 a.m. Eastern. I believe it is. Oh, it's at 9.30. Way to go, Jerry. Way to schedule some free time for yourself. Um, I'll tell you what, guys. Um, I, I've promised this, and I'm going to do it. This week, Sidelight becomes a member. I'm going to do it this week. If you are two things. One, if you're a member, uh, if you have purchased the GRC Analyst Masterclass, I am 
developing. It's almost it's almost done. I will be doing it this week and publishing it probably next week. An update to the audit lab and an update to the risk lab, and it will have like I'll walk you through the audit, it, like the interview questions, like how you would actually conduct it. Um, and then the, I'll take the outputs from the audit lab and put it into the risk lab and show you how you would do threat modeling and then like what is the actual risk for the findings that you took out of the audit, okay? So the GRC Analyst Masterclass will be getting an update. If you've bought it, you have lifetime access to it. So don't don't think that this is like an upsell or like, uh, in a, like an expansion pack. It's like DLC, like, oh, look what we did. Like, be sure to subscribe. Right? No, it's like, it's, it's all content. The second thing I wanted to share with everybody, I have been thinking about, no one asked for this, but I wanted to do another course and I'm, I've actually done all of the build out of it. So I teach at the Citadel, right? And I teach a kind of introductory to cybersecurity course. And I've taught it a few times now. And I was, a lot of people have asked for access to it. So I have, re, like, uh, it's not the same course. I've taken all the things I don't like about the course out, all the things that I do like, and I've amplified it up. And I'm basically making a cyber 101 course. And it's, 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 it's really long. Like the GRC Analyst Masterclass is probably like eight hours long. This one, I mapped it out. It's probably like 20 to 25 hours. It's like, it's a lot of content. Um, but I want you to understand everything. Like when people say like, I want to work in cybersecurity. And the next question you ask them is, well, what do you want to do? And they're like, I don't know. It's like, all right, like pause. Let me give you an exhaustive course on all the things cyber. So you can make a better informed decision on where you want to spend your time, energy, effort, developing yourself to get into the field. So I don't think that there's a good cyber 101 course. You know, like there's a lot of like onesie twosie things, but no one has like, compressed it into a tight little package and made it look good that I'm aware of. So, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna do that. If I, if I had it, I'd show it on stream. Um, maybe I, maybe I do. I don't know. Are you guys interested? Let me, what, let me look at chat. I know some people have bugged out here. 150 of you still here, which is awesome. Um, let me see. How do I log out? See, the thing is, I have, uh, I use Teachable as my platform, but so does uh, TCM. So, like, it kind of gets messed up when I log in, um, uh, you know, because the, the, the cookies. But I'm sure you guys are loving just watching me uh, <laughs> log into something. Uh, whatever. I guess I'll show you guys on stream tomorrow um, what the course looks like and get some feedback. I will need a couple beta testers if anyone's interested in going through the course when I've developed it. Um, it, it you know, it'll be free if you want to be a beta tester. It, just in exchange for access, I ask that you take the course and then provide feedback. <laughs> that's it. Um, my friend said they want to get into cyber. And that's what I said. What do you want to do exactly? Exactly, internal stranger. Cyber is a, a career field, basically. It's not a job. It's a career field. Matt McDaniel, beta test. Very cool. Uh, Randock Gaming. Yep. Okay. Love it. Love it. Love it. So when I'm like, just de message me in discord. Um, not yet. Again, this is like one of those things. Don't do it yet. Like I will announce when it's ready for beta and I will, uh, I'll take like five or 10 people who would be willing to beta test it. Jenny Housley. I love it. Thank you, Jenny. Uh, Lego sec. All right. Love it. Love it. Love it. Finish school. Ready for the next stuff. Cool. Justin, we'll do it. 
I, I'm looking to do it um, this week. I know it's a lot of work, y'all, but um, my family has uh, gone to visit uh, some extended family, and uh, you know, I've got I've got some cycles. So instead of relaxing, I'm I'm doubling down because I am insane. <laughs> I'm insane. I love cybersecurity so much that I'm like, ah, let's do more now. All right, guys, I will get you guys, uh, the beta testers in there. I'll keep you informed on what's going on, guys. Uh, remember, uh, I hope you can join us at 4.30 today. Stay tuned for tomorrow where um, we've got the morning stream and then there is the Cybersecurity Cares Telethon that will be broadcast on, um, it's supposed to be broadcast on Simply Cyber's channel as well uh, all day long. So stay tuned for that. Guys, be good. Thank you all so very much for all that you do. You are the Simply Cyber community. I'm just one member of it. Be good, everybody. Have a wonderful Thursday. Crush it out there. And we'll see you at 4.30 p.m. Eastern time for the long-form interview with Eric Taylor. Be good, everyone. I'll talk to you soon. I saw your question, Internal Stranger. I'll, I'll talk more about it tomorrow. Thank you, everybody. Be good.